The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. tell you this, Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect and nobody can be perfect, but by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. This is Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Turkowski. Kyle. Hello. And the Packers are 8-2. and two. We have won. The season is not over. Everything is right and good in the world. Do you agree, Kyle? Yes. This is great. This is great. Eight and two. Like you said, the season is not over. The season is not canceled. Correct. Um, contrary to popular belief. After about last eight week. Eight days ago. Yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, it feels good going into the bye. Uh, relatively healthy. Super healthy. And S- like, for the Green like Bay Packers, this is super healthy. Suspiciously healthy. It's, um, and this year, especially because this is, uh, Roger said, the post game presser, too. Um, this is the latest the Packers have ever had their bye week. Really? Yep. And since they've had it uh, since 1990, I believe they said, is when they first implemented the bye week. And then on, to- on top of that, it's you always kind of want a late bye. We finally get a late bye week, and it's like we don't even fucking need it. Usually, well, usually yeah. we have a bunch of injuries, but mm-hmm. who's who's injured right now? Yeah. I, um, yeah exactly. Kevin King. Well, like, if you look at the – you would think if you look at, like, the practice injury reports, you would think that, like – it's a it's a legit hospital. No, and, but, but every everyone's but limited. Everyone's exactly, limited. Exactly, and it, I, it's probably there's probably strategic reasons behind it. Whatever. But but, um, but oh. yeah, it, like overall, like I think the the final injury report there was like three guys that was that Ex- had any exactly. sort of designation. Um, yep. Like Kev, it's good to see Kevin King completely off. Um, but other than that, yeah, super healthy. Yeah. So. Right into the game, 16-24, Packers are victorious. 24-16. Whatever. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 17 for 29, 233 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams ha- each had 13 carries. Aaron MVPs. Jones Aaron Jones obviously had the tutties. All three of them. But, uh, yeah, we can just hop right in for the offense and Aaron Rodgers. Um, last week he wasn't very good. This week he was better, but... He's, he he missed he missed some that's for sure and he I mean he knows it too he admitted it after the game as well yep so uh, I and I know I said I said last week in the preview that Kyle Allen was his his stats on the year were kind of a Alex Smith mm-hmm. and so Aaron Rodgers goes out and puts up an Alex Smith stat line I, I mean, thought that was pretty poetic you look at their stat lines and it's pretty they both had pretty much the same QB rating and QBR. Oh yeah, Allen threw a pick and both. he threw a pick and a touchdown, and that was it. But everything else was pretty similar for the two guys. Um, yeah, and it was Rogers had all the, all the time in the world for the Panthers, who led the league in sacks coming into the game. Mm-hmm. I believe Rogers only got sacked the once. He was only hurried a few well, times. Well, technically, it's twice, oh. but the the second one was on like when he that was a coverage sack, and he was kind of dancing around, and then he started scrambling out, but was tackled. Sure. Right before, yeah. right at the line of scrimmage. Yep. Um, and then that other one was the very first play of the the second half. Right. And I don't know some some good plays, some bad plays. The um, 
I'll open with this. The biggest note I took from Rogers' game was that throw to Adams on the on the right sideline there. Rocket. That was my first thought after after seeing that play. It's like this is a QB to wide receiver one and one connection. Like we haven't really seen that since yep. Devonta came back. Be it, you know, he still had eleven targets last week. He had ten targets this week, and he can't really do that to any other yeah receiver on the offense. What, to me, that play seemed like what uh, what we had before in in the comeback with like Jordy, the back shoulder, I should say. And it was just one of those where it's like this. It, it was an uncover like the defense, the defensive back that for, number forty-seven. I swear to God, he was Cockrell, the only yeah. he was the only guy that we saw on defense like that entire game. It Every play like, was around him. I think yeah, maybe maybe and that maybe that's intentional. That twelve was was going after him. Yeah. And, um. But yeah, that that connection is just incredible. And that, like you said, that laser. It was like it was a laser, but it was also like lofted a little bit it just was the perfect mix to and it was a 40 yard completion yeah that was just dropped in the very perfect place it's one of those plays too where you wonder how the defender isn't able to like get a hand on it you know it just whizzed right by his head but if you look at it in slow motion it's because of it being a laser right. as yep. his head was turning and like being able to make a play on the ball it's already in Devontae's hands right for as many th- throws and plays as people might say that Rodgers is kind of, you know, not perfect like he's been in the past. At least we had that play there where we can look at it and be like, okay, well, this guy can still fucking sling it. Exactly. But uh, I, for a lot of a lot of people last week were complaining about the offense, obviously, because it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, like I said last week, 11 targets, this week 10. So it's not like this, nothing really changed. Everyone was bitching about, wow, why are we trying to make this team Throw to Devonte. Right. What well, are you trying to say, dude? There wasn't much of it. Ch- I'm saying you were wrong. <laughs> obviously. Uh, um. No, that was uh, that was good to see that Devonte was still getting a lot of the the target share, but the offense was still moving the ball. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Um. But in back to Rogers, he did. There was a few that he did miss. Um. One that I'm remembering right now is on the last drive before the half mm-hmm. on the goal line stand it was on that third down um that it was like it was a defensive pass interference i think that was called on lazard that he oh, kind of just right. lofted to him that was a gift that gave us a new set but on that play i think he had geronimo wide open in the middle there was a couple plays where he incomplete passes where he had open guys and he had a couple where well the one in the end zone it was like who are you even throwing to and that's something that i'm not really used to seeing but the bread and butter for this game was obviously the running backs. Mm. Uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, as mentioned, they each uh, had 16 carries. 13. 13 carries, sorry, but they had the same amount. Um, I don't know. We keep saying it every week. It's like Jamal keeps building this name for himself. Yes. Or he's a pretty pretty elite he's quickly, number two. quickly turning into a fan favorite, too. Yeah. It, the, it was weird, the uh, – the, uh, Series of plays where it's like we kept going back in time. It was Groundhog Day, like three or four plays in a row where it's handoff, Jamal right off the middle, 10 yards, first down, you know, first down signal. Handoff, Jamal, 10 yards, first down signal. Handoff, Jamal, 10 yards, first down signal. Yeah, I was like, that what was is in, going on That here? was in the third quarter, and, yeah, in those three plays, he he racked up like 45 yards. And that was, that was um, what kind of surprised me looking at his final numbers. I don't even remember him getting 13 carries. Right. And him only yes. get – him only having for him averaging 4.8 yards a carry feels very misleading. It felt like every time he touched the ball, he was picking up eight, nine yards. So yeah. I think there was a few where he, he was getting stuffed for no gains. Yep. Um, but those other ones, he definitely made up for, for those big chunks. Yeah. And the team as a whole, him and uh, obviously Aaron Jones, they combined for six yards a carry in the game, which is great. It, the second half, it did seem like it was like, hey, we should run the ball more because mm-hmm. they cannot stop us right now. It's like we were playing ourselves for a bit. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were throwing the ball quite a bit on in the first half. But yeah. Then, yeah, they realized that, oh, our offensive line is, is dominating. And Elton Jenkins especially, that man was bullying. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him too. Uh Aaron Jones, obviously he fucking killed it again. But, man, he has so many plays. At least once a game, there's a play where it should go for negative yards, and he ends up turning it into something. Oh, my God. He had one. It should have been a two-yard loss, and I think he picked up eight. Yep. His little, like, stiff arm where he, like, like, thrusts his hips outward 
and he he fully extends his arm and he just like backs away out it's just it's incredible and then he just scoots around the outside yep. and picks up yards very very powerful for such a you know smaller sized back mm-hmm. um yeah deceptive yeah and it was weird too for how successful um the running backs were in the game we did not they didn't have any receptions Wow, I had to double check. And yeah, that no, is true. Th- no, they didn't. So something wow. hopefully we can sneak back in there. But uh, as you alluded to, the offensive line held up pretty pretty great after the head shaker last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Carolina led the league in sacks coming in. They only had the one in the game. But at the same time, David Bakhtiari, I don't know what his deal is this year. He leads the league. He leads the league. Well, he might. He leads the team in penalties. Really? Yeah, it seems like every first Denied quarter of the last few games, he gets either a false start or a hold, and you're just kind of shaking, or a hands to the face even. Mm-hmm. But Bri- yeah, Brian Malag was good too. And like, like you said, Elton Jenkins, I mean, this dude is a Dom- fucking if, bulldozer. On on the, the on most of the chunk runs from Jones or Williams, you can look at 74 and see him just dominating yeah. this guy. It's it's nice because I'm looking at the offensive line, and Everyone's healthy. Everyone's playing pretty well. And if we can keep those five guys together for this final stretch here, it should be pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God, back to it too. Bakhtiari on that fourth down call. Ah, yes. I, You thought that he kind of messed up and needed more effort, but I thought he really did not have a chance at all at well, that play. That's, You're talking about the the, 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 the fourth, right before half. Yes, the fourth down, and Matt LaFleur did talk about it after the game because Aaron Rodgers said, too, that he liked the play call, and LaFleur said, you know, they talked about it, but he said that they didn't practice that play in that scenario, mm. meaning in the short yardage situation, the the assignment that Bakhtari had probably isn't a good one for him to try to pick up a guy on the goal line there where you just, just simply can't get to that guy quick enough. Right. And again, with no fullback, we've said this before. Yeah, that too. But we are not equipped to analyze offensive line and their blocking schemes. But to, in when that you see situation a whiff. where when you see a whiff, you know, it wasn't a whiff though, because they were all, I don't know what the term is, but they're. I mean, it didn't matter because they're rotating. Got, there was another guy there, anyways. But well, and well, that's the other thing too. Is I saw Gerald McCoy, who made the play in his post game. He said that uh, he saw a check or an audible from Rogers or Williams that he knew what play was coming, mm. and so that obviously helps him to get that jump and and make that play because if the 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 Skyview replay, I just don't think Bach had any chance, even if he wanted to McCoy yeah, was in the backfield by the time the ball was snapped yeah not not the greatest but we we can move on uh Alan Lazard he he's getting he's not getting the number two snaps but I don't know why the hell he isn't because this guy he's looking more and more like the bona fide number two wide receiver for this team the guy just doesn't make he mistakes does not make mistakes and when yep. the ball gets in his hands it's like glue it doesn't move it's it just it sticks right there it's like he's catching it's like he catches it and just hugs the entire ball and nothing, nothing's going to be and lost. And that's how I felt about Geronimo before Last this year. year. Yeah. Yeah. And talking on Lizard, God, that OPI. What brutal. Bo- brutal. It's like the NFL is starting to turn into the NBA. Where, once again, that number 47, it's like, dude, come on. You are milking yeah, this. He was on was, skates. That was a flop. Um, and it, like, that shit like that happens on every single play. Mm-hmm. You got to let him do something. Dumb. Very dumb. Uh, Geronimo Allison, like you said, he obviously played, but he got the number yeah. he got the number two receiver stats. But he just doesn't make any flashy plays anymore. Not like he did previously, but he would be like that, you know, third down outlet guy. And now I'm kind of wondering what that role is. Uh, Kumaro, I thought had a decent game too. Uh, he had a couple nice catches and got absolutely ran over by Aaron Jones on that one play. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but it was. I don't think he should be doing that. Well, he made a great block, Jesus. though. Which I don't even think he had. I don't even think there was anyone there. I think he was just he was running, and then Aaron Jones just ran him over. Mm. Yeah. But uh, the guy I do want to talk about MVS. It's very it's very odd to see because last last week he got the number two receiver snaps. This week he had the least amount of snaps of the receivers of note, and that deep ball. Watching it live, I thought it was, you know, maybe on Rodgers he didn't give give him enough enough air under it. But man, he's got to go up there and get it. When you're the deep ball guy, you've got to high point this. Yeah, make an effort at least. I 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though. I think he lost his footing to where, like, he couldn't get a good jump. Like, his, I don't know. His footing was just off. Because he was playing quite a bit in the first half. In the second half, the only time I remember seeing him was on the long Aaron Jones run where he was blocking in front of him. Yeah. That was I, about it. He only he only had 11 things, snaps. So. Those two things could be could be related. It's interesting because Rodgers talked him up a lot going into the year, be it he's talked up all the receivers now at this point. Yeah, but kind of he, his job. He's... MVS might be the most disappointing guy in the offense, at least for me this so year. So far, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's fair to say, considering the the expectations that we all had for yep. him, um, and the flashes that he showed last year. He yep. just really has not showed that at all yet this year. Yeah, and Jimmy Graham, rough start. He kind of single handedly uh, stopped the first drive we had of the game where, with the false start penalty. Mm. Because we were rolling again there. It was the but second play of the game, too. Yeah. yeah. But then at least he came back and he looked like, you know, Jimmy Graham. That The one, the long play and the pickup. That was great. It was, yeah. And I know he was wide open, but this is what we wanted to see from him. But at the same time, I mean, he just bullied those three defenders the entire yeah. the entire run. Where it's like, what are you guys doing? It was like, you know, a schoolyard. It was like, you know, an eighth grader playing with you know, like elementary school kids. Right. But again, this is a very large human being yes. to where some DB out there is going to have a very hard time taking him down by himself, especially in those conditions. Yeah. And he uh, finished it with probably the slowest spin move since Scott Tolzien for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, my God. That spin move was comedy. Even like the, the juke, quote unquote, juke he had against Oakland where he just changed direction and yeah. the guy fell over. It's, <laughs> it's some of those plays where you're like, how are these guys not able to catch him? And uh, well, and uh, another thing I wanted to mention about that play, I know we kind of ripped Troy Aikman last week, but um, Aaron Nagler tweeted out a video of his breakdown of that play, which I thought was fucking awesome. He so it was there was one guy out wide, and then it was Geronimo and Jimmy in the slot, and he kind of broke down how Rogers right made that play. It was. He made a check to Geronimo, and then Luke Keekley kind of heard the check and called out the hook. Oh, right, yeah. And then, therefore, Luke didn't uh, honor the middle of the field behind him, which is exactly where Jimmy went. Aaron made the throw, yep. easy pitch and catch. Yep. So credit to Troy there. It was a great breakdown. It's stuff that, like, me or you wouldn't be able to really I know, know because – I would know. I'm, I know so much about football. How many years you play in the NFL? I don't want to talk about that right okay. now. I'm as old as Darius Smith. Um, <laughs> sticking with the tight ends, Mercedes Lewis didn't do much of anything, but Sternberger, or Burger. Sternberger, sorry, he hasn't played much. Sternberger, it was I was very very surprised to see how much he played. Me too. Because one, historically, rookie tight ends aren't very productive one way or the or the other. Two, rookies who get hurt usually, I mean, it's pretty much a redshirt year for the for the most part when that happens. I mean, you can just look at last year with Oren Burks. He got hurt in training camp. It was pretty much a redshirt year. Didn't do anything. Yep. Martavis Adams. Martavius Adams, his rookie year, he mm -hmm. got hurt in training camp. Didn't do much of anything. Same with Vince Beagle. And you could even say the same for Josh Jackson this year, being a second-year player. He got hurt in training camp, and we haven't seen much of him since then. I actually think he was a healthy scratch. Oh, yeah. No, but he's he's getting in that, like, Josh Jones territory yikes. where he's just – and Petten said last week that it's he doesn't want to make him – do a little bit of everything. He'd rather find one role for him, and, and there can, just isn't one at this yeah. point. But back, anyway, back, back with Stern, Sternberger. Sternberger. And I think what's even more, I guess, crazy about this is when you consider who's in the tight end room right now with Lewis and Graham. Like, right. They really, like, though you'd think those two would be able to handle the load with that. But, yeah, Sternberger was, was getting in there over that. Especially for the blocking. It was surprising to see uh, Stern, Sternberger in there with the blocking plays, I I saw chatter online that it's he's he he's much faster than Mercedes, so they can you know use that misdirection sure. before the play and then still sure. use him to block. But I'm I like I said, I thought this was going to have to be a redshirt year after he was thrown on the IR, and now it's looking like they're going to rely on him one way or another mm -hmm. later in the season. And block because yeah, like you said, he had a great game blocking, I think, and I. Do not think that was a strength coming out for him. No, it absolutely, and that's that's what people are talking about too. Where he he was drafted to be that receiving tight end, mm -hmm. and all he really did for us is block. And he did it well. Yeah. A uh, few other notes about the game: the flashing lights after the touchdown, the first touchdown we had. It's really depressing that uh, for a three o'clock game, they're able to do that. Yeah. With how with daylight savings now, absolutely terrible. I'm a fan though. 
It was fan. yeah, no, it was fine. It's just fuck. It is that dark out. Right. We can flash it's lights like at three o'clock. It's that time of year where it's like, damn. Yeah. Go and, to go to work when it's dark. Come home when it's dark. Terrible. At least the Packers are winning. Though. At least we have football. That's yeah. that's the can one good part about dealing with like things. Two and eight. Ugh, don't even want to begin to think about that. Another thing, uh, mentioned it last week. I don't know how well it came across. It almost sounded sarcastic where I said uh, scheduling is something that like first year head coaches struggle with, but it's it's not the football stuff. It's the head coach stuff, so it's like scheduling, how to practice, how to set up meetings. And we saw another one here. Matt LaFleur, it is fucking 20 degrees. Wear a goddamn hat. <laughs> for, I didn't even notice he didn't have a oh hat. Oh, my God. For being a coach in Green Bay, the, your first cold weather game, you didn't. he looked chilly. <laughs> and all, all you got to do is throw a fucking hat on. I don't on. know, man. Does Belichick wear a hat? No, he's got the hoodie. Come on. Same That's thing. Right. Shit. Got to cover them ears. If you're going to live in Wisconsin, you got to know that 90% of your heat is going to leave through your ears. Nice. Good tidbit. Yeah. You knew that, right? I did. But, okay. you know, you don't. You never know if everyone does. Right. And with that, we will have a quick break from one of our sponsors. Doctor, are you going to be able to save him? I'm sorry. He has a terminal case of pink eye. No doctor could cure this. Wait, I think I can help. Have you tried giving him a large dose of my leads? I'm sorry, your what? My leads. My leads from my email campaigns. Sir, I don't think you understand what's going on here. This man is dying. We have no other choice. My leads have revitalized sales teams across the nation. If they can help businesses flourish, there's no way they can't save this man's life from pink eye. You bring up a good point. You really think you can save him? My leads have saved companies for years. This is nothing. We have nothing to lose. Hurry! All right. I'll just fire up this campaign, and we'll have a handful of leads ready in seconds. My god. He's cured. Where am I? What happened? I thought my eye was uncurable. The magic of our leads saved your life. Visit b2bdataguide.com if this ever happens to you again. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And we're back with the defense. Um, Okay game? I don't know. We give up so many freaking yards. I would give my life for a Preston Smith. For a Preston Smith? I love that man. Oh, for Preston Smith. I thought you said for a Preston Smith. I'm like, Kyle, we have one. No. We yeah, have we have Preston one, Smith. and I would I would die 1,000 deaths for him. Yeah, so we'll we'll start with him. Two sacks in the game, uh, 10 sacks on the season now. He's buying the entire defense Rolexes. The entire defense. What a flex. Which I don't I'm, – I'm not uh, up to date on fine, luxurious things, so I don't know how much that costs, but that is a fine chunk of change. I wonder, too, like I was trying to think, like Tim – Tim Williams now, who was on the 53, and now he's on the practice squad. Mm. Does he get one? Yeah, and I was wondering the same thing. Like, like is it literally every defensive player on the 53? Right. Because that's, yeah, that's a hefty bill. Yeah, and it's uh, it's weird, too, because he, he had the two sacks, but Zadarius was the monster of this game. Yes. Preston had the two sacks. Zadarius had, depending on who you talk to, 12 to 14 pressures. Yeah, Pro Football I think Focus that- had 12, and then... Mike Smith, our outside linebacker coach, gave him 14. I was just going to say, Mike, our outside backers coach, thank you, Mike Smith, uh, said that I think was his best game of the year so far, and I would probably agree. Mike Smith, I feel like the things he says you have to take with a grain of salt. Why is that? Oh, well, because he, he did kind of crown Rashawn Gary as like an all-pro already, he? Didn't said, he? we're going to look back and thank Preston and Zadarius for making uh, you know, Gary an all-pro. Oh. That he also, you know, he's oh. talked up Preston and Zadarius all year. Me. But, okay, oh. but then he also said Kyle Fackrell would be a starter on 31 other teams. It's like, this guy just loves every I every mean, player he plays with. Ten and a half sacks last year. Don't you disrespect? Well, I think every, though the Packers are disrespecting but him. Do you, I mean, because he would, without without Preston or Zadarius, he would obviously be a starter on this team. So That's not, but he's not a good starter. Who, you, you don't feel good about fa- would you feel good with Kyle Fackrell starting for this defense? I mean, no. No, you but, wouldn't. But you're that's li- not the point. You're lying to yourself. It's a matter of if he is capable of starting, and I don't know. I don't know. He's played Ugh, well. Whatever. Uh, but Ben, don't break. It, it's, now it's getting to the point where I've heard, I swear, every every personality talking about 
the Packers have has said bend don't break, and now it's getting to the point where I wonder how long we can bend the metal mm-hmm. until you know it gets weak enough and it does break. Mm-hmm. But one, once again, it was one of those games where you're watching and it's like fuck, we're getting obliterated. And then at the end of the game, 16 points. Yeah, they again, yeah, they were moving the ball. But, again, it's these huge sacks on third down. Mm-hmm. They just have this uncanny ability. Well, I guess it's not uncanny. It's it's just a matter of them knowing the down and distance and knowing they got to yeah. get a stop here. Like, like I said earlier in the year, it's like uh, it got reversed from last year where it seemed like every third down we were getting sacked. And now in pressure situations this year, we're the ones sacking the opposing yep. quarterback. And not only that, but giving up long Long third downs. Yeah. Yes. But like we've said before, and I'm sure most Packer fans feel this way, last year and the years before that in third and long, you would feel worse about those plays than you felt about third and third short. Third and two, yeah. Yeah. Because you had, you know, Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark plugging up the middle if yes. they wanted to do, go that route. And a lot of and a lot of missed sacks, too, because we had Kenny yeah, missed one God, early. He, Kyle Sa- Allen Savage, I'm, just... start, I'm starting to wonder, Savage is – Took some bad angles in tackles and in coverage since he's came back. Because that one, I mean, yeah. Allen's just sitting there. Yeah, and again, I think I already mentioned this. I just, I really think it's mental at this point. Because right. he was flying everywhere before he got hurt. And he, like, he did not make many mistakes. But mm-hmm. then I just think it's, like, the psychology of his ankle. He's just, it's maybe at, like, 87%. Yeah. And he's just not fully confident but who knows? Hopefully yeah, it's tough. That the, the, shakes the, that off. The first couple games, it's like Jair and Savage were all over the ball, and now the only time they're on the ball, it seems like, well, Savage missing the sack and Jair missing picks. Yeah. You know? Oh. But uh, with, with the secondary two, Kevin King, an odd bounce back game. I know he graded out pretty pretty well for pro football focus, but he gave up so many damn completions. Yeah, and he was, uh, he was our leading tackler with nine. That's but what I, was weird. I think they were very – Blake Martinez esque tackles. Well, it was it was nice because he he let up the receptions, but they didn't get you know there was no yards after catch right. for but the guys was, he gave up. But it was always like very soft coverage. It felt like where he wasn't being super aggressive, which but, I guess isn't isn't the worst thing because yeah, like you said, he was not giving up much yak. But that that sums up this defense. You mm-hmm. know, it's not allowing the first downs, not allowing anything too big and, you know, nothing deep. And that's and it, that's exactly what matters. Yeah, and that's exactly the game he was playing. Uh and god, it was a rough start for him too. That that first crossing play which is the kryptonite to this defense or these has been. tight end crossers and running right up the middle it seems like. But god, that first play where I forgot who it was who crossed. I assume it was Moore because he ended up with a ton of yards. But Kevin King, who was supposed to follow, just backed into the secondary. I was trying yep. to think of what it is. It is Homer Simpson backing into the bushes where it's like, <laughs> I if I just pretend like I'm supposed to be here, no, no one's one going to know. <laughs> when, unbeknownst to him, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck knew immediately that that is not how you play defense. Yeah, no, it was because I think it was, and Troy, again, props to him, he pointed out, I think it was man coverage, but Kevin King obviously did not get that memo. Yeah. Um, great teamwork with Amos and Tremont for that pick. Yes. A bit of a... Great play by Amos. I mean, but it was... Good enough. It, yeah, it, I, I bad, guess it wasn't a great play, but it was just the play to yes. make. Yeah, because he read it perfectly. And again, wow, another credit to Troy where he was... <laughs> Allen was looking, and he said this, he was looking down, and he all he was looking at was acknowledging was the relationship between the receiver and Tremont. He was not he did not see Amos at oh, all. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he made that throw and Amos made made the play. And sticking with the secondary, uh kind of what we touched on earlier with with uh, Sternberger too. I was very surprised with how much uh Campbell played, which is which is great. He yes. he's a weird looking player too for a safety hybrid guy. He's kind of like like not bulky, but of almost like Aaron Jones, where it's kind of an odd build, and he's got a number thirty-five too. It's kind of a weird player. He does remind me. I'm wonder wondering if he's going to fill that Micah Hyde role that we had. Ooh, just put obviously. him everywhere, kind of. Yeah, because and he, he graded out very very well in the run game. Yeah, which I was is super huge. super pissed we did not mention him last week because I was super pumped about him being back. Um, but yeah, it was great to see him out there, but kind of unfortunate because it looks like he ate up all of Chandon Sullivan's snaps. That's I mean, that's fine with me. So Sullivan is playing well for who he is, but can't, but not a single snap on defense. That's who cares? Just... Who cares when you when you've got 
uh, when you've got Campbell out there and he graded out well against the run and he forced a fumble, Sullivan wasn't doing that stuff. It's it, Campbell forced a fumble. Yeah, yeah, he forced well, a fumble. I mean, they ended was, up getting it, it but he forced snap. it. No, oh. no, he forced a fumble. Oh, we'll get into that oh, right okay. now. Actually, huh. I am not a fan of. Okay, I love I love the team, oh, the team aspect go. of everything. Here we go. But a muff snap, Martavius. Old man Martavius goes up, picks up the ball, and the entire defense goes in the end zone. I mean, sure, we got it got Lambo going, but it's like we're really doing a full team celebration for Kyle Allen not being able to handle a snap. Dude, it's. They haven't got a turnover in a while, probably, it feels like. <laughs> that, and that's they're a good just, point. It's, it's a fucking game. They're having fun. Like, yeah. And it, it, I don't know. I just think it creates energy, and it, it, uh, it's very um, very bonding, I think. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it uh, sticks together. I mean, we know how the defense is bonding very well. You know, Zadarius, Kiki, and Gary coming back from Chicago. Everyone's bonded very, very well. <laughs> that's actually, that's pretty good. Uh, but, good, bo- good bounce back game for Kenny Clark. We're just going to keep, we're just going to keep moving past. That. No, I just, I wanted to, cause the reason like, yeah, that botch snap was a gift, yep. but I think it was a, a classic case of ball. Don't lie because the sure. drive before was that bullshit offensive pass interference. So oh. it all evened out. There you go. That's a good point. A uh, good bounce back game for Kenny Clark. His yes. name wasn't oh coming up God. very well. He was living in the backfield, it felt like. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's one of those games where you're like, man, Kenny's really, really getting after it. But he led all defensive linemen in pressures for the week. Wow. I think he had like nine or ten, which is fucking absurd for a defensive lineman Holy to have. Holy shit. Yeah. And a lot of it came down the stretch where we only had three three guys rushing. And when he, it was, yeah, clear passing yeah. situations. That's, wow. Uh, Good well, to have him back. And once again, it it won't be a discussion on the defense if we don't bring up Blake Martinez not playing that well. It, you know it's bad. It, it, actually, <laughs> it actually seemed like Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, like they read up on Packers Twitter before the game because they were ripping him quite a bit. I don't even know what to say about him anymore. He's not terrible. He's okay, but it's just he's okay plus. And like, because he made a great, I guess, leadership play on the very last play of the game. That's true. Where he nudged, he nudged Fackrell yep. in position. But it, and it's just like even on the plays he does make, he's not really making that play. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, no, like it, exactly. Because even the uh, to that point too, the David, the David Carr was it? Is it David Carr? David Carr, Brandon Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Wow. On the Derek Carr forced fumble. I mean, he forced the fumble, but, but like, did it he was really? Just Derek, yeah, it was just yeah. Derek Carr being an idiot. Yeah, but that, but that's exactly why Petten <laughs> loves loves Blake Martinez is because he is that captain, whatever, of the defense where he's the one giving the signs. But yeah, if if you haven't seen the final play of the game, literally as the ball is about to get snapped, Blake slaps Fackrell a couple times. He moves over and makes the. Does just enough to slow up uh, McCaffrey, and we win the game. Almost a blessing, yeah, because he gets like a little running start. Yes, exactly. That that that's what people were saying too. That if he were in position at the very beginning, the play probably they probably would have scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing to talk about the defense. Uh, so many people on Twitter were getting were getting on um, Ron Rivera for going for two. I think that's the right play. No, yeah, it, and it was. And that, I mean, that's the knee-jerk thing to do. It's just like, what the hell are you doing? And I, I was like, I remember in the moment thinking, what is he doing? But you explained it because for and those that don't know, it, by the numbers, on a two-point conversion, you have a forty-seven percent chance of getting it. That's just what the numbers are. So if you're down two touchdowns, I think it's closer to fifty. No, it, it's it's forty-seven percent. And if so, if you're down two touchdowns and you go for two the first time and get it, all you have to do is kick the field goal the second time and you've won the game. Or if you don't get it the first time, you know, you should assume you're going to be able to get one out of two two-point conversions. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason behind it. So, I don't know. Riverboat Ron was getting a lot of shit for that, but I thought it was the right move. But, I don't know. I think we just well, have... not the right move, but just not necessarily the wrong move. Like, sure. where it's a dumb... It was, it was right enough. I guess we'll never know for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we just wrap up with the defense. It's, it's amazing how this team is just always able to get stops. It's... Yep. It's worrisome. It's good, but it's worrisome because you wonder when it's not going to work. Yeah, I think that's you can say that about a lot of defenses in the NFL. I feel like though, yeah, is but we're not just letting up that many points a game, and I that's really all that matters. Like teams can keep getting these big yardage games and 
Um, but if they're not going to score points, it doesn't it work? It works for me. Hell yeah! Another uh, big shout out to Kyle Allen's dad for standing up and cheering with everyone on third down. I don't think he knew what was going yeah, that's on. That's not how you you don't you want your offense to be able to communicate. But he was kind of he was wearing a Panthers noise. jacket. Everyone else was standing up for third down, and he stood up with them and started cheering. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kyle knew who's uh, who was cheering for him. I also forgot to mention on offense the very first drive of the second half that play call when it was it was a sack on the first down and then a penalty so it was like second and 27 on the five and Rodgers threw that ball like the play call to have Adams run a route like that and then Rodgers to make that throw from his own end zone is just it was decent so beautiful yeah it was decent enough I if I had the option of having that play happen or not I would say yes I would I like that play that's bold yes um special teams J.K. Scott is really fueling the fire that he can't Yikes. punt in cold weather. Yikes. He had a couple, be it, he, w- he wasn't in boomer territory where he had to just absolutely crush the ball. He pinned two within. I think, yeah, he had a couple solid, but then another, a uh, few, like. Shanks. I think, yeah, more more than not, it was it was bad. Yeah. Yes, more more often than not, it was bad. It that was is not that good, is the, not good point, point, points. Yeah, and, points. hey, apparently points. if. If we just kick the ball out of the end zone, then our special teams is going to be better because there there wasn't. I don't think there was any concern in this game because I'm I don't remember them returning many kicks and I don't re- remember them returning many punts. Yep. And on the flip side of that, Carolina was doing us a huge favor, just kicking touchbacks for us on on kickoffs. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was surprise. Even after uh, uh, Tremont got hurt too, they kept mm-hmm. doing it. When hey, so Sullivan got his snaps this game. Yeah, the <laughs> the one. Yeah. Yeah, but. um, but yeah, I I I think literally every single team we've played so far has forced us to kick return, and yes. Carolina just did not. And At least it was since a Detroit, since Detroit, every every team's just been skying yeah. it up for yeah. us. But with that, we will have another quick break from one of our sponsors. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, take news for the week. Um, This is just straight off of Twitter. No soundbite for this one. Ayo. But uh, Justice who's, I don't even know if he's a Packer fan, but he covers the Packers. He just tweeted out, that's right, folks, the driver's seat for a first-round buy in the NFC. Obviously, talked about the Packers after the 49ers lost last night on Monday Night Football. Yep. We were recording on a Tuesday. Yep, yep. And Ian Kenyon tweeted him saying, Green Bay is like four plays and a couple calls that went their way away from being 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> I can't believe this team is going to get a first-round buy. LOL. Which... I think it brings up the conversation, Kyle. Are the eight and two Green Bay Packers frauds? The eight wins and two loss Green Bay Packers are they yes. frauds? Yes. The team that has beat the shit. The team that has beat the most winning record teams at yes. five. Yes. That team for those. Yeah, Ian picked a really uh, interesting time to put this takeout. I guess you kind of have to this late in the year, but the Packers. Ha- Yes, they beat five teams with a winning record. The next closest only have three. Mm. But on top of that, uh, and let me just say this about this Ian guy. I'm not quite sure what his role is or what his job is, but he is like the bizarro world version of Peter Bukowski, where Peter Mm. Bukowski is very overly optimistic, I feel like, and he's a little snarky with the the optimism at times. Mm -hmm. This Ian guy is exactly that, but for the negative things for the Packers. Pessimistic is the word. Yes. I I don't follow him, but I remember seeing him last year when the Packers were struggling. I'm like, fuck, I am sick of hearing this guy. 
Wow, that's weird. Because usually I would I would imagine you would appreciate something like that. I am. You're all. I am the most level-headed Packer fan you will meet, Kyle. And if you can't understand that, that's your own fault. That sounds very level-headed of you. Yeah, and Zach, Zach Cruz tweeted too. You know, same thing we just said: five wins over team over teams with at least you know a 500 record. And it's like, like that is so four plays and a couple calls that went their way from being five. That is so rich. Like you can say that about probably twenty six NFL teams. Yes. Whether it's good in one direction or the other, and the other thing too, last year we are fucking that same circumstance. Oh, four plays oh, and a couple oh, calls away. Don't worry, don't worry, buddy. Because guess what? Oh, you got. Some I've tapes. got it here. And I think he's right. We have had a lot of balls bounce our way. We've had a lot of calls go this way, go our way. But look at last year. Week two against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. I was at that game. Bad call. Brutal. Ended up tying. kissing my sister. I don't even have one. Ooh. Ooh. Hot. Ugh. Week three, we lost to the Skins by quite a bit, but that was another game where Clay Matthews. Same thing. It was a huge momentum swing in that game. Yep. Week five, Mason Crosby, five missed field five, goals. Five, and they lost by what, like? Seven, it was it was a little bit more than that, but those kicks would have brought us yeah. into the game at least over five. He's he's never done that. Week eight, Ty Montgomery coming out of the end zone. Yep. Oh. Week nine against the Patriots, Aaron Jones fumble in the red zone in the fourth yep. quarter while we were oh my tied. God, I'm getting PTSD. Week eleven, we lost to Seattle in a close game with bad clock management. I don't know if you remember that. I think that was Monday Night Football, and it was a low scoring, just ugly game. It was the Kyle Thackrell game where he had like three or four I'm sacks. To remember. It's it's good that you I don't just remember. Blacked it. out at the end of that year. But then and then after that, a couple of weeks after that, it was against the Cardinals. Who cares about the the weeks after that? So right, it's it, all well, yeah because the season was mailed. Dude, Mike McCarthy might still be our coach. Exactly, and that's oh. what I'm trying to say here. Like this is what football is. It's things going your way, and we just happen to have them going our way this year. It doesn't mean we're a worse or better football team. I think we're pretty decent, talented. I know. I think we're. I think that is a sign of being a better football team because yeah, maybe that just is like that talent and just being better and me being more together just kind of nudges that good luck in your favor and that's like the it, case. Like we've said all year, this it just feels special. It's this weird aura and it it kind of started with Zadarius. He's just a culture changer. Well, it's Zadarius. It's getting Lambo alive again. You mm-hmm. know, it's the offense rejuvenated, the defense holding coach. up on third down. Yes. It's shit like Converting that. Converting third downs. Yes. Yes. It's I don't know. So so what in in conclusion, you do think the Packers are frauds? No, I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't. No, either. I think the eight and two, second seed Packers are not frauds, and I think they will prove that next Sunday. Night. I do too. As as much as Viking fans might want to think that we're frauds, this is this is peak time of the year for them too. Where I saw a tweet today where a Viking oh no. fan actually fucking tweeted, it's been. It, it, over the last thousand days, the Green Bay Packers have beat the Minnesota Vikings once. <laughs> it's like what? What they're pulling? Oh. What are you doing? Why are you even doing this? Nobody liked your favorite. I, I someone quoted. I forgot who. Did, I think it was Packer Ranner, who's who's a great follower on Twitter. Brother, yes, little brother. That is so losers. Sad. They're doing the one thousand thing. That's what they do. If if they can't if they can't post oh a screenshot of the NFC North standings with them on top, they're going to find some other stupid statistic that they make up like that. Like yeah. like Kirk Cousins. Just do the do the um the 21,000 days thing. They've the Vikings have been in existence for 21,000 days. Zero. When you said 21,000 days, I started thinking of the Office song where Michael is leaving. That's and that's derived from Rent. Oh yeah, I've never seen. It. Have you? No, but I know that like five hundred. Have you had AIDS? <laughs> Not yet. All right, and here is a clip of Aaron Rodgers from the post-game press conference. Eric, what does Aaron Jones mean to you? At this point, it's ten games, and he's proven it's no fluke. Tied with Christian for the lead touchdown. What's he mean to you guys? We all know that uh, Christian is a very talented player. And he's been mentioned uh, in the MVP race. So maybe uh, it's time to start talking about Aaron Jones. All right, so you heard him, Kyle. What a fucking terrible leader, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Which which Aaron, could could it be co-Aaron MVPs? Ooh, now we're cooking with Grace. No, we're, okay, we're homers. We're not that. We're not that big of homers. But do you think Aaron Jones is an actual MVP candidate, Kyle? Um, I think he's like. I think 
So if it's like a it's like a five person club, I think he's kind of like. There's like that fifth looking, person looking at them. That there, there's that fifth person in the club who's kind of looking at their watch, you know, wondering when they can go home, mm-hmm. and he's kind of just like right out there waiting for them to leave so he can enter. He's, he's, uh, he's absolutely in the conversation. I think he's bases juice, bottom of the ninth, down one run, and in the hole. Okay. So he's not going to play. He's he's not going to be part of well, it. Well, I'll I'll read these off to you. How many runs were they down in this scenario? One. Oh. Two outs, full All count. Right, well, he's, he's not playing The now. batter could strike out easily, which it, in over. this case could be... Game over. Could and, then be, he's, and then he's not MVP. Who's... who's Well, oh, two outs? Yeah. Game um, over. This is a bad, this is a bad analogy. Yeah. Because, well, you, you, because you've Aaron Jones it. absolutely has a chance to further insert himself, but go ahead. Delvin Cook on the year. 991 yards, an average of 4.9, a carry, 10 touchdowns. Rushing, receiving, 424 yards, 40 catches, zero receiving touchdowns. McCaffrey has rushed for 989, two less than Cook, for a 5.3 average, 11 touchdowns. For receptions, 396, 48 catches, three touchdowns. So, well, here we go. Their rushing errors are both in the 900s. Aaron Jones, 589, 4.4 yards of carry, which is less than both of those guys, 11 touchdowns, 354 receiving yards, 35 catches, and three receiving touchdowns. So he doesn't really beat them in hardly any category. I think it's nice for Aaron Rodgers to throw that out there. I think it's very similar to what we've talked about a couple of weeks ago when Florio threw out um, Kirk. Kirk Cousins as an MVP before he was actually playing like it, or he said Rodgers was playing like MVP back for the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Rodgers is just putting Aaron Jones' name out there so people are like, oh, you know what? We can think about Green Bay again as an MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, no, I think, well, you play football to score touchdowns. True. Aaron Jones is leading the league in that sure. regard. But, no, I yes, Cook and McCaffrey are absolutely having better years so far. Um, but, like I said, I just think there's there's room for him in the conversation for sure. And there's still six games to be played and he can he can make a good case in that time but but you said last week what is the mvp award quarterback award thank you yeah and yeah that i mean that's obviously going to be a, the case this year whether it be russell he I made a hell of a be. case last night yeah well i mean that interception well yeah not not the best it's it's so up in the air like who who right. we're not going to know until that's week it's 16 like, it's 17 kind of a, i mean kind Mood of a point. conversation to have at this point cuz there's so much to be done but like like who who would you say your top three MVP candidates are right now? Uh, Watson. Um, it would it would still be oh Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson right now. If you're picking one, it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I would I would say Lamar, Watson, and McCaffrey. Yeah, and then like and then Wilson four. But oh, it, man, I don't know Wilson too though. Doesn't matter. It'll all be different five weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, this is a dumb conversation. I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. That's right, everyone. Everyone's favorite segment is Kyle, an idiot. No. Well, you are three and five on the year. For those who may be listening for the first time, I'm going to ask Kyle four trivia questions on the Green Bay Packers. He got to get to 500. His goal is to get the questions right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready, As Kyle? As opposed to other trivia games where... You never know. You never know. Um... All right, these are. I think this is the easiest batch of questions you've had. Third week of doing it. I'll be the judge of that. Name the four colleges attended by Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. Four. Okay. Bart Starr went to Alabama. Yep. Brett Favre went to Southern Miss. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went to Butte Community College and. Cal. Very good. Like I said, pretty easy. Oof. Pretty easy. I uh, slipped up on that Bart Starr one for a second. There, I was but... wondering if you were going to get that. I was getting a little bit worried yeah. there. All right. Sticking with Bart, what round was Bart Starr drafted? Ooh. Uh, it's it's uh, it's either. You only get one guess. I know. I know. And it's. I Dude, there's two numbers in my head right now. 
It's it's between one and thirty. That's what I thought. Yep. I think, ten. I think it's the fifteenth round. Seventeenth round. Damn it. Yep. I was thinking either the seventh or the fifteenth. Wow, that's weird. So then it ended up just being a sort of a combination of the two. Did you try your best? Yes. That's all that matters. You were one and one Fuck. so far. Fuck. All right. That's a good hint, though. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Who did the Packers beat in the NFC Championship game to get to Super to get to Super Bowl thirty one in nineteen ninety six? Jesus. Uh, the Panthers. Yep. Oh. Thought I could nice. sneak it by you. Yeah. All right. Two Good and one. one. Can you have a positive week? Ooh, this will get me to 500, baby. Let's go. I don't know if you're going to get it. Where did Vince Lombardi coach after the Green Bay Packers? Kansas City Chiefs. The Washington Redskins. Damn it. Similar what am I thinking of? I don't know. You're wrong. Not him. Wait, didn't Bart Starr coach... Oh, he might have. Well, we've had a bunch of players who turned coaches. The skins. There's man, like Dan Devine and Bart Starr. Yeah. Well, it goes a couple ways there because before that he was with the Giants. I might have answered the Giants if I was asked the question be- without knowing. But who am I thinking of that went and coached for the Chiefs? I think he was. Well, the Chiefs and Redskins are kind of similar franchises. In a weird, you know? I yeah, can get the two racist way. Yeah. 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 But all right, you have not improved. You are now five and seven on the season after being three and five. So staying level. Yep. Better luck next week. Thanks. All right, and returning after a one week absence when we forgot to record it, and I called Kyle and we recorded it on the phone, and it didn't turn out well. Dumb Packer fan of the week. Yes. Here I, we- I I would just like to nominate myself for that pathetic display on uh, on. Am I an idiot or not? I'll take I'll I'll wear the idiot belt for now because I just looked up the Kansas City Chiefs Nothing. head coaches. I wasn't even in the same fucking yeah. ballpark, no. same universe. It, so that's my bad. No, it's fine. I'm an idiot it, this week. It fits the brand and it suits you well. All right. So here is Ryan. Ryan on Twitter tweeted, "Rashawn Gary will go down as the worst draft pick in Packers history. <laughs> Dude sucks, and I don't want to hear quote he's a project. We knew this." Dude sucked in college, and he's even worse in the pros. Hasn't gotten pressure once. Oh Hashtag trash. <laughs> I think a lot of people saw this because Aaron Nagler quoted it and what said, pathetic when 12-year-olds weigh in, <laughs> which he's right. Someone replied to Aaron and said, true, an immature comment, but it would be nice to hear his name mentioned during the game. And this has been the biggest thing. You know, people have kind of bitched about Gary all year, and we didn't bitch, but last week, even when we brought up uh, the guy from Carolina who we were looking at, yep. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. And Nagler is right here. Why? They paid the Smiths and are playing them. They're the most productive tandem in the league. Gary gets to come along slowly and learn, which is a dream scenario. It's that fucking simple. Who's the best player on the Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers. What did he do? He sat back and got to learn for a few years. Gary's pretty close to doing that right now. And like we brought up earlier, Kyle Fackerel, who had double-digit sacks last year, he's the freaking fourth or third guy in the rotation. Yeah. There's enough in front of him where th- this – and Nagler is right where he, he used the hashtag entitled town. We have the best edge rushers in the league as a tandem as far as sacks are concerned, and we aren't happy because we drafted a guy at that same but, position. Yeah, like would you rather him play over one of those two? Stupid. And back to your Rogers point, he sat behind and he went on to win – two MVP awards, maybe more. Now, is that to say Rashawn Gary is going to go on and win two MVPs? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. He is going to. Yes, thank you. All right, moving on. Matt, uh, who works for The Athletic, Matt Schneidman. Sure, that's got to be close enough. He's got Ooh, a, he's he, a good follow. Yeah, he's got a fun last name like both of us. He tweeted out, we get all Packers coordinators and position coaches for 30 minutes today. Any specifics you guys want to know from them during the bye week? He got 90 replies on this. Oh, wow. A lot of gold. I replied to twice. No big deal. Didn't, he didn't get a response, but I got some favorites. Anyways, here's one. The special teams coach. This guy's name is Antoine. The special teams coach. Please grill him. We want to know how he will improve blocking and returning. Ask Mike how how does he plan to clean up crossing patterns in the middle of the field? Can you imagine going? Grill into, him. <laughs> can you imagine going to a press conference and be like, "Hey, you guys are doing really bad." I've been ordered to grill you. It's like. People love being in a vacuum on social media and not understanding because how real-world yeah, interactions there's, work. There's no repercussions for them. They can, That's just so funny to me. So here's <laughs> another one. Th- this is from E. 
can Petten try different schemes? Yes. I yes, don't know why e. he hasn't thought of that. Yeah, this this would be the time to switch it up. Let's go to like a you know completely. Damn, thanks, E. Yeah, let's let's try to get some. Uh, let's turn to a four three defense and get some larger Cletus Hunt and uh, <laughs> type, type players. Here's another one. This is from E M. Can Winston Moss be brought back in for the day? <laughs> For those of you Winston that don't know, Moss. Winston Moss is actually going to be a head coach in, in the, the XFL. XFL yeah. in that Good for him, by the way. <laughs> sure. Here is a question from RW. A lot of just letter names yeah, today. Anonymity is what they want. This is great, too. And some of these, I wonder if they're being serious. With the leadership in the locker room, would the coaching staff welcome a challenge of adding a personality slash special talent like AB to the skill position oh group? Oh my goodness gracious! Can you in, on did top you of, just become a fan of the Packers like a couple weeks ago? Rogers has gone out of his way to say that we don't have any cancer teammates in in the locker room. Yeah, and let's just go get a big ball of cancer. On top of that. You wouldn't ask the fucking coaches that. You would ask the goddamn GM. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, come on. Uh, fuck, I forgot our new receiver coach's name. But, like, yeah, he's he's going to go run upstairs. Hey, 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 <laughs> someone just tweeted Twitter me. Said, we got to pick up Antonio really good Brown. idea. <laughs> Here's one from Michael. Why is the puncher struggling? Injured or forgot how to punt more than 36 yards? <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, you... He... he completely erased it from his memory bank yeah is does he expect uh matt to go up to jk scott or the special teams coordinator and and ask him that <laughs> this is from peter yeah ask the special teams coordinator when does he play when does he play on resigning that is what he wrote <laughs> play on resigning and then he followed up with also ask the dc why are you reverting to a dom capers like defense in 2019 i love how he doesn't even Damn. know his name wait was that you that said that <laughs> That part's pretty the, smart. Because of the Dom Capers. Not wrong. Yard, <laughs> yeah, giving up all. yards, not giving up points. <laughs> and we'll finish this one as far as for Matt's little conversation uh-huh. here. Z tweeted him saying, why would anyone boo Drake off stage? Kyle, thoughts? <laughs> Honestly, that was, uh, I didn't I didn't appreciate that. My answer would be because he's not really all that talented. Uh, the Green Bay Packers tweeted, <laughs> schedule change, week 12, GB versus San Francisco matchup. Obviously, if you guys haven't seen, it is now a primetime game. Woo! And for those of you out there that might not think this far ahead, this is great news for the whitetail hunters in Wisconsin because guess what? We don't get to miss any hunting time because the sun will be down when the Green Bay Packers are playing on opening weekend. Oh, so Wisconsin. Huge, huge win for us. Wisconsin. Jur replied, this man's name is Jur, he replied to the tweet and said, Packers are shaking in prime time. Boo. <laughs> Someone replied, they seem to do fine in prime time in Kansas City a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We have had four prime time games this year. We are mm-hmm. three and one in these prime time games. What argument is this guy having? Continuing on with that, here's Meredith. This might be my favorite one of the week. Uh-oh. Oh, Belch. I mean, if they Wait actually. Wait a second. Stop. She said, oh, belch, like she's typing out a burp. Oh, oh well, why don't you take a look? Blelch? Blech. Blech. Like blech. Okay. Oh, it's oh, B-L-E-C-H. I would have expected a K, not blech. a C-H. That's actually a pretty good way to spell blech. Yeah, okay. Meredith, starting out a high note. Good. Oh, blech. I mean, if they actually tried, I'd be more excited. But since they don't, I don't really give a rat's patoot. <laughs> patoot. What? I was hoping for a patootie, but I I like patoot. If they don't really try, wait, she's implying that we're not trying. They're right not too. trying. Yes. <laughs> oh. Here's another one. Blah. This is from the Green Bay Packers Facebook. It's just some post about Matt Lafleur talking about what they're going to do over the bye. Tom, Tom, Tom is a real person. He's had Facebook since 2013. Has he shown up on this segment before? I had to ch- I had to check to see if this was a real human being. <laughs> He said, the Packers better take a good look at San Fran- at the San Francisco game last night. If they do not figure out how to stop the Niners, it's going to be a long day when we meet up in two weeks, dot, dot, dot. He also wrote, he wrote 49ers. He wrote the, you know, the numeric 4, 9, and then NRS. <laughs> he followed that up with, I'll be honest with you all. I'm watching this Monday night game, and there's no way we will be able to ha- hang with San Fran. How their defense is solid, especially on third down, and the offense hits a lot of those slant patterns. 
Our defense is weak in the middle on coverage. I'm hoping this bye week we can fix some of those problems. This game might look uglier than the Chargers game. Jesus, man. How he, he has a reply from Brian that says, I think we will be lucky to end up 9-7. and seven. Tom replied, What? Tom <laughs> replied to him and said, I agree with you. I'm sad to say that I believe the Vikings will end up oh. representing the NFL Central. <laughs> They are looking oh, really strong right guy now. Guy is eighty-two years old. He, he might be, very, very Dude, sad. Nine and seven. Yes. <laughs> what a week. Yeah. Oh my. Like okay. And going off the the Niners thing, and Nagler said it perfectly last night that this that Niners team looked so beatable. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that's not saying. Packers are going to go into San Fran and whoop their ass. They're beatable. They're not this invincible team. They have flaws. And there was so many. There was a lot of dumb Packer fan of the week candidates in his mentions saying that, like, oh, you really think they're going to go in there? And it's and Nagler's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not the point. It's that they're beatable and that mm-hmm. they're Right. Not well, this... that that's the thing. It's not even the Niners. The NFC is beatable right now. Yes. There's no one in the NFC right now where you're like, "Fuck, there's no way we can beat them." Everyone is beatable. Yeah, and it's and people are saying, "Oh, our defense is so inconsistent. Our offense is so inconsistent." Hey, that's the story for about 32 NFL teams. Yes. Look, going into this week, it was everyone was talking about the Niners and the Saints. They both lost. The Saints looked fucking terrible. Fucking they... 9 points at home to the Falcons? Like we said, everyone puts up a shitty game this a year we did last week and the saints did this week yeah it's just the way the world everyone is so beatable and the packers have not even put together four solid quarters of football in one game yet and when they do that who knows right all right and we will start wrapping up the episode for this week we're not going to have a prediction this week i'm sorry but well we don't have an opponent next week so it's a bad news good news thing Bad news, you don't get to hear prediction this week. Good news, next week is the legendary bi-week bonanza episode Uh-oh. where you will get your predictions and who knows what else Uh-oh. we'll talk about. I don't even know. <laughs> you actually don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but to wrap it up, we've alluded to it the last couple weeks. It is time to announce the giveaway. Woo! Yes, very, very excited, very cool. Very unenthused, woo. That's, my, that's on me. This is the deal. We have... Can koozies. Ooh. Real can koozies. And guess what's on them? Guess. Mm-hmm. That's right, our logo. <laughs> you can get one of these can koozies for free. How do I do that? Well, it's, it's I'm very I'm glad good. I asked. I'm glad you asked. All you have to do, people, and I've been harping on it all fucking season, either type out a review on the iTunes store, send it, take a screenshot for me. Mm-hmm. D, you can either DM the PMP pod at Twitter on Twitter account okay. or you can send it to PMP podcast at gmail.com. Hold on. Hold on. I'm writing this down. Say yep. that again. You can either, it, and there's two things you can do. You can either do a review, take a screenshot of that, or you can okay. quote tweet it on Twitter, Ooh. post it on Facebook, post an, post an episode on either Facebook or Twitter. If you post it on Twitter or Facebook, just make sure to say something overly optimistic or positive about it like wow this is the best packers podcast i've ever listened to just add something like that take a screenshot of it email it or dm it to us with your address and you will get one free can koozie damn that's that's actually super easy yep and for those at home remember we are just doing this for shits and gigs we do this in our spare time we have done nothing but lost money doing this not that we're trying to make money or anything so any type of support that we get is great just so that we know that more people are listening to the show yeah and i'll i'll announce it with it we have our intern tommy tommy if you want to if you want to come in and talk real quick no, you know, no, no, Tom, stay, no, never mind, stay over no, there. No, actually, come here. No. Come here. What? No, because he, he's not, he's doing that. He, do, he is, okay, okay, never mind. Yeah, never oh, mind. Get he's, out of here. He's a little nervous. But that's all you got to do. Uh, shout out to our number one super fan, Chels, Chelis. I don't know how you say your name. She has <laughs> already done this. All you got to do is send your address. You will get a free can koozie. For anyone who is now listening to the episode after seeing someone else post about it, I'm sorry, you've been bamboozled. <laughs> you've made it no you can you've I mean, made it through this far but the best way to get back at someone else is you can do the same thing ooh, maybe you can get a free can yeah. until supplies last i mean we 
our target market is Wisconsin. Yep. Wisconsin is known for cheese. Excess drinking. Yes. So, you know, I think we can help you out. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Yes. Should should be easy enough. So intern Tommy will be sending out those koozies. Probably send them out in a couple of weeks. And we have dozens and dozens of these koozies. Dozens and dozens. So that's it. We will see you guys next week. Um, Funkadelic, please don't sue us. Go back, go. credit card bill.